Karen demands a fourth floor room in our three-story hotel, so I take her to the rooftop with her luggage in tow. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Several years ago, I worked front desk at a privately owned hotel, non-chain, that had been a days in five years prior. The only way to book a reservation was to talk to the front desk staff. No online reservations, no third-party reservations. About 50% of our rooms were sold to walk-ins. One holiday weekend, we're booked full. Our elderly elevator is having some trouble with all the traffic and spooking guests, so I close it and call for a repairman. But it's 10 o'clock at night, so I'm not expecting anybody until the next morning. All of our guests are checked in. Our accessibility rooms are on the same floor as the lobby. So I'll just help out anyone with their luggage if they have more and put up a sign saying so. In walks a woman I don't recognize from check-in. She plops a piece of paper in front of me and then goes and gets lots of luggage. The paper shows her with a reservation at Days Inn at this address for tonight, for a tenth of the price that we were selling before being fully booked. She comes back to the desk likely thinking that I've been checking her in all this time. I told her, I regret to inform you that we don't accept third-party reservations. We're unfortunately already booked for the night. I have a reservation. It's right there. I paid good money for it. Ma'am, I believe you. Unfortunately, you're not in our system because we don't take third-party reservations. They sold it to you fraudulently. You're just trying to steal my money. I have a confirmation number right there. I handed it to you. Yes, ma'am. You handed me a reservation to a day's inn. We're a different hotel, I say, gesturing towards the sign. All of the signage inside and outside the building is correct. Also, this is for a fourth floor room. We only have three floors. I stayed at this day's inn last year on the fourth floor. This argument continues for a while with me keeping my cool, informing her that we're all booked, all of our rooms are full, and I'm insisting that we don't have a fourth floor, we're not a day's in, and we don't take third-party reservations. Eventually, she screams at me that I'm going to take her to her room on the fourth floor that she paid for right now. I don't respond. I just stare at her with a blank face until she slaps the desk and screams, NOW! I don't mind getting a room key, but I do grab my huge key ring and we both load ourselves up with her excessive luggage and climb the stairs. Once we get to the third floor, I gesture to the third floor sign and tell her it's the third floor. I then use my maintenance key to unlock the maintenance stairs which are not lit and she trudges up behind me not saying anything. I open the door to the tarred roof and walk outside. And here is the fourth floor. I hope it's as nice as the last time you stayed here. I drop her luggage right there and go back downstairs to the front desk. Honestly, had she been nicer to me, I would have tried to help get her a room at a different hotel and submit documentation to try and help her get a refund or chargeback from the third party. But since she screamed at me, I left her and her luggage on the roof. Plus, she insisted she had stayed on the fourth floor. So that's what that jerk got. I love when people must know that they're wrong, but they continue to try and argue anyway. Like, how's she gonna sit there and tell you that there's an extra floor on the building? Like, you would just make up the fact that there's no fourth floor. Surely, once you're going up the stairs and have to open a maintenance store to get to the next floor, she would understand that she's either made a mistake or been caught in her lie. Either way, she just continues to go along with it and doesn't even bother to speak up and admit that she was wrong. At some point, she must have gone back down the stairs and snuck out a door or something. No way she came back to admit defeat.
I accidentally enjoyed my scalp massage a bit too much. I get my hair cut at Sports Clip every first weekend of the month like clockwork. I enjoy them because of the MVP hot towel scalp massage stuff they do in the back, and I've never had a bad haircut from them. This isn't an ad for Sports Clip, mind you, because I don't think I can ever go back. If you've ever been to a sports clip, you know they're very male catering. Sports on the TV, all the stylists are generally young and attractive and wearing booty-hugging leggings, and by this point, you've figured out where this story's probably going. So we do my haircut. Looks great, I'm happy with it. Time to head back for the triple MVP. I lay back in the chair and she turns the massage on. She then adds the hot towel and starts rubbing my face. Then she starts in with the shampoo. And boy does it feel good. I've always been a sucker for a woman massaging my hair. The chair is vibrating, my scalp is tingling. Now, fellas, let's take a moment here to commiserate on that moment. When you know what is about to happen is about to happen, and you can't do anything to stop it. Yes, indeed. By the end of round one, the Ravens on ESPN on the giant TV aren't the only ones facing stiff competition. Let's be clear. I didn't plan on doing much with my day. I'm wearing an old t-shirt and gym shorts. I'm hiding nothing. Now, I might not have that much to hide, but nevertheless, my situation is plain. I have one and only one hope here. That shampoo cave in the back is always pretty dark at Sports Clip. Maybe she'll be distracted by the work, I'll get to deflate gate, and all will be well. Well, friends, my predicament continues as I realize I signed up for the triple MVP. I've got two more hot towels, a round of conditioner, and a scalp treatment in my future. For the next 10 minutes, I'm tent camping outside the stadium and just praying for this to end. Finally, we're all done, and I think, I pray I made it out of the woods safely. Things are starting to calm down. Maybe we won't get a flag on the play here. My stylist then hands me the towel for my hair and says, Why don't you take a moment to relax and then come back to my chair? God in heaven, that settles in. I will now be the giggling topic of the break room tonight. I proverbially and partially literally tuck my tail between my legs, go sit in the chair for her to trim up some loose hairs, pray the hot towel is the reason my face is bright red, and pay and run away. I don't know if I can ever return to this sports clip again. I feel as if my face will be on a poster in the back like a hardened criminal. I just feel like such a jerk. I don't really know what to tell you on this one, my friend. I can't say I've ever been in a similar situation myself. All I can say is it wasn't intended and your body just reacted in a way that you couldn't control. You were feeling good and it happened. I think you've made the right call and that you just don't go back there again. My manager denied me my holiday pay telling me to read my contract. So I did. And I found something pretty interesting. Back in 2015, I worked for a pretty dismal call center. It was an outsourced center that handled customer support for a lot of UK retailers. Staff turnover was real high, with the vast majority being on temporary contracts, with the promise of a permanent contract being hung over people's heads to make them suck up being treated like crap. After working there for about two years, in late February of that year, I was offered a permanent contract because they wanted to put me on their team leader 
program. The pay was slightly better, the job security was better, and the only major difference was how holidays were handled. People on temporary contracts were paid for any unused holidays at the end of the working year in April. People on permanent contracts had to use their holidays or they'd lose them. I had just over three weeks holiday saved up, so the day I accepted, I booked three weeks off in March so I wouldn't lose them in April. March rolled around and my manager told me that my holidays had been refused. I said that's fine as long as they pay me for them, and he replied that no, if you don't use your holidays you lose them. I said that I was trying to use my holidays, and they weren't letting me. He shrugged and said it's the duty of the employee to manage their holiday time wisely, and that I should read my contract. Despite the fact that I had only gotten that contract three weeks earlier, and the holidays worked differently. Understandably annoyed, that evening I went home and read my contract from beginning to end, and discovered my manager had overlooked one crucial part of the paperwork. The contract clearly stated I had to give a week's notice, and that any holidays not used would be paid to any leaving employee in full on their last paycheck. The next day, I came into work and announced I would be quitting unless paid my holidays, or allowed to take the time off, and if they accepted my notice, then to be sure my holidays was included in my final paycheck. My boss asked me if I was really going to quit over this, and I replied, was he really going to lose one of his most reliable employees over this? He wouldn't budge. I assume he thought I was bluffing. So I handed in my notice, and on my leaving interview with my manager's manager, made sure to explain exactly why I was leaving. And yes, my final paycheck did include my unused holiday days. I really hope that jerk realizes it wasn't worth it. Seriously though, what's with managers having a power trip like this? You don't seem to have anything to gain. I don't know if you're held accountable for how much you end up paying out to your employees, maybe you get a bonus at the end of the year based on how much you saved, but clearly this wasn't worth it. In a crappy job like a call center, you found someone who stuck around for two years, and you're gonna lose them over this? Come on. You really think that they can't find a job in some other crappy call center? This isn't a job with golden handcuffs or anything. This is an easily replaceable job. That employee, not so easily replaceable. Today, I peed on a cat. Today, we adopted an adorable love bug of a six-month-old kitten. She's very chill and comfortable with humans, raised by a single woman who bottle-fed her because the kittens were abandoned. We got the kitten set up in the bathroom first to ease her into new surroundings. I had to pee, but I held it for a couple hours longer, like you do as a guy. Finally, once we moved her into the house and she was exploring, I took my opportunity, raised the seat, and let loose with relief. Suddenly, a little gray head popped up in my periphery and she leaped up, and her head dove straight into the toilet bowl, golden stream and all. I scooped her up with one hand and managed to finish up quickly with the other a bit embarrassed over the situation. Fortunately, only a bit of the back of her head caught the stream. Meanwhile, the cat was totally unfazed, even as I used water from the tap to clean her up. I went into the living room and announced, well, achievement unlocked, peed on a cat. Hours later, kitten is totally fine, has been falling asleep on her back while I give her tummy and head rubs. I still feel like a jerk though. Look, accidents are accidents. You clearly didn't intend to do this. The cat was just trying to investigate what was going on, I'm sure. It doesn't know any better. Hopefully it learned its lesson, though. I got a nice reward for returning a diamond ring I found, but now my family thinks I should share it. 
My grandfather loved to use his metal detector whenever we went to the beach. He would spend hours just walking on the sand and finding coins and stuff. Every once in a while he would find jewelry, but what I remember most is him helping someone out. It was the end of the day, and there was a family digging through the sand, obviously looking for something. My grandfather went over to see if he could help. They had lost their car keys. He went back to our car and unpacked his metal detector and found them in about five minutes. The family tried to give him money, but he refused. I got into the hobby, but not as seriously as him. When my family gets to the beach, I want to swim and have fun, but I do usually spend at least an hour looking for stuff with the detector my grandpa gave me. It reminds me of hanging out with him. None of the other grandkids ever showed any interest, so I'm the only one who got a detector. They all think I'm kind of a dork. My family got together for Memorial Day and I spent an hour on the beach with my detector. I hit the jackpot. I found a diamond ring. It was huge. I put it in my pocket and kept going. While I was having some food, a guy came up to us and asked me if I was the kid with the gadget. I said I was. He asked if I found a ring. I said that I had. He said it was his wife's. My dad asked him to prove it. He pulled up a picture of the ring I found from his wedding the day before. I gave it back to him and he freaked out. I guess it was a family heirloom and worth a lot of money. But mostly, his wife was literally puking her guts out over losing it. He pulled out his wallet and gave me $500. I said no, it wasn't necessary. But he insisted. He gave it to me and walked away. My cousins and sister think I should share the reward. But I didn't think that was fair, so I said no. They think I'm being greedy. My dad said I should share, but it was my choice. My mom said her dad would be proud of me for trying to not take a reward, but that I deserved it. Am I being a jerk by not sharing? Honestly, I think that's your money. You found something that was very valuable to someone else, and they chose to reward you for it. No one else was involved in this. That's your money to do with what you will. They had no part in the process of finding or returning it. As far as I'm concerned, you're not obligated to share. I accidentally promised my nephew a Lego set without knowing it was $700. My nephew is 10 and he's really into Lego ninjas. About two months ago, I asked him what he wanted for his birthday, and he said he wanted something about a Lego ninja temple. I figured at most it would be $20, so I said sure, I'd definitely get it for him. He texted me a week later with the actual name, and this thing was well over $700 with tax on Amazon. I have a great job in machine parts sales, but I couldn't justify spending that. So I got him a Toy Ninja playset with plastic weapons complete with, like, a mask, which I thought was cool. Well, I guess I didn't realize that he is two months to tell his friends he was getting his set, so he was really disappointed today. My sister flipped her lid on me and said maybe I should have communicated with her about not being able to buy the set. I said I had no idea it was $700, and she said she would have been equally as upset had I bought him the $700 set. I said I felt like it was a no-win. She said, No, you put yourself in a no-win situation by not talking with me so I could do some expectation management. And why didn't you get him even a small Lego? Did you buy that ninja set at a truck stop? I said I actually did because I ran out of time this week. She said that everything about this makes her embarrassed that I'm her brother and peeved off for her son. She didn't call me a jerk, but she might as well have. Am I a jerk?
Uh, I don't think you're a jerk, but I do think you could have managed this situation a little better. I agree that you should have communicated with mom to kind of let her know that this wasn't going to be able to happen. We all know what it's like to be a kid and be expecting that one present. And when you're told you're going to get it, you're going to be bragging about it and getting hyped for a while until it comes. I feel like this is kind of just the uncle overlooking the situation. You didn't do it intentionally. You should have at least gotten a smaller Lego set. But I do agree, Lego prices have gotten out of control. I came out at my sister's engagement party and have been cut off by my family as a result. I'm a 23-year-old female. My sister, 25, recently got engaged to her fiancé, 26-year-old male, after they'd been dating for about a year. Their engagement party was basically a dinner with friends and close relatives, and my sister went all out on the food. To her, marriage is a huge deal, and she's had her whole wedding and married life planned out since we were kids. I've never felt the same excitement for weddings and kids and such things, even though I do want it at some point. And since I'm a lesbian in a homophobic family, I long ago accepted that a big fancy wedding with my father walking me down the aisle isn't part of the plan. This doesn't sadden me much, but my sister, who's the only one in my family who knew about my sexuality, has been convinced that I'm jealous of her since she started dating her fiancé. The dinner started out great, but after the main course, my family and relatives started asking about my dating life. It was pretty harmless questions at first, such as, When are you getting a boyfriend? And, Why aren't you dating? I saw that boy hitting on you just yesterday. It annoyed me, but my sister seemed even more annoyed. After dessert, when the alcohol started kicking in, the questions got a little out of hand. My mom said, I can't believe your sister got engaged first. You've always been more social. And my grandma commented on that I was the more attractive sister. My sister obviously got hurt by this, and I caught her crying in the bathroom at one point. I tried to talk to her, but all she said was, Happy? You've made my engagement all about you! And then avoided me for the rest of the party. So this is the part where I might have been the bad guy. After my aunt asked when I would get a boyfriend for the millionth time and I'd had my millionth glass of wine, I told her that I'd never get a boyfriend, but when I got a girlfriend, she'd be the first to know. I then stormed out of the apartment, accidentally knocking a glass over, and took a cab home. My phone immediately started blowing up, but I turned notifications off and went straight to bed. One of mine and my sister's mutual friends, who was at the party, told me the next day that a wild discussion about what I said to my aunt was held, and that the party was then cut short. My sister locked herself in her room crying, and everyone went home. I've now been blocked by most of my family and relatives. My sister sent me a nasty text about how me coming out at her party stole her thunder, and my mother no longer considers me family. I'm not going to try to make up excuses for my behavior, because I definitely could have been a more supporting sister, but I just wanted to know, am I the jerk? Okay, well, I'll start off by saying at least you seem to understand where you went wrong here. I get that it was getting excessive and annoying and a lot of stuff was being thrown at you during this night, but I don't think that this was the best time to have this conversation. You seem to already have been aware of how this was probably going to go. This wasn't the place. That being said, I don't think it's fair at all how your family is treating you. Your sister was blaming you for taking the attention before you even actually took the attention. It wasn't your fault that all these comments were being made your way. 
and I would feel pretty uncomfortable in your situation too. I completely understand why you lashed out, especially after a few drinks. I can't really blame you for what you did, but it was a jerk move. Are you the jerk in this situation? I don't really think so. There seems to be a whole lot of jerks involved in this one. But I think the fact that you acknowledge your behavior and that you could have been a more supportive sister is a huge thing. It doesn't seem like anyone else in your family is taking that approach right now. I have to give you credit for at least being a bigger person than the rest of them. I do hope that once the initial shock of the situation has passed and everyone's calmed down a bit, that you can move forward from here. Your sister seems to be the only person in your family that supports your sexuality. I'd hate to hear that you lost her too. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.